show by fans for fans. My name's Eric Morrow, Seattle Mariners baseball, everybody. Let's get started. That smile is back on Junior's face. Line drive, base hit to win it. Buddy, Casuals Corner for you here today. My name's Eric Morrow. I've got RC and I've got uh, Josh Grable with us here today. And we're going to talk some Seattle Mariners. Let's talk about the last few days, the last few games. Uh, I wanted to give our uh, listenership some more content uh, during these exciting times, but so far disappointing. We've had since Sunday. How's that went, Josh? Uh, it hasn't gone as well as we thought it was going to go. Tell you what, uh, been some questionable decisions as always. And uh, Texas Rangers and the Dodgers, they they really took it to us. Yeah, what do you say, RC? Yeah, pretty much the same thing, Josh. I think it's just feeling that we're running out of gas and we may not be able to compete with the higher grade teams of the MLB. But yeah, we're may just be running out of gas here at the end of the season. So you're saying not only are we tired, but uh, um, we're just not quite there um, personnel-wise. Yeah. It, it may be more of that. And the, the strikeouts are just killing us at, the, at this rate. Josh, when you're on the strikeout board three times in the top ten, that's pretty bad, huh? It's not just... The top, I mean, it's not just the top 10. It's Gino and Teo are leading the league by 30. In the American League, I think Schwarber's higher than them, but, I mean, that's not sustainable. The batting average against balls in play is, like, very well, so it's like when they hit the ball, good things are happening, but they go up there and they're hunting pitches. You can see it, plain as day, they do both. They chase sliders down and away, hunting a fastball, selling out for that fastball, and it's like you got to have some self-control there your professional baseball player. I mean, they're great guys, great players, but you just can't, you can't be doing that. You can't be leading the league by 30 strikeouts apiece. It's, it's just, you, know, it's, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think Gino uh, might be in line for borderline gold glove uh, defense, uh, but we haven't seen the power out of him. You know, last year we gave him some slack because we were seeing the power out of him, big power numbers. Uh, we're not seeing the huge power numbers this year. So that, that makes it definitely uh, harder to choke down. Uh, I mean, Josh, tell me, why are these guys hunting for pitches then? Why aren't they just playing baseball? They're hunting for pitches because of the analytical-driven approach that says that you can't hit doubles, you can't hit triples in Safeco or T-Mobile. So they want to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Like, it's... It's just like a common common known theme of power hitters that they strike out a lot, but when you're striking out at that rate, it's just like it's not a recipe for success. Sure, you might hit a solo shot here and there. You know, it, the approach might work here and there when you're getting guys on base and you are knocking in a home run, but like it just it drives me crazy. I can't stand watching them just strike out chasing sliders down and away, and it's like you know they're going to throw it. So have some patience, sit back and just like take a couple pitches or something like, I don't know, man. I just, it's frustrating. 
Yeah, we've been swept by the Rangers. We lost the first out of two to Houston, and tonight's, uh, just as last night was, is the biggest game of the season. Um, may be the season this game here, just, but it's not guaranteed because there are four games after that, and neither any three of these teams could just fall flat on their face. We've seen it several times. Uh, do we have enough to get past their starter tonight? Who is it, Framber? Uh, RC? Yeah, it is. It's Framber, and we got Miller. So, and it's just going to show what Miller has in the tank tonight. That's probably what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, you know, we, we have dealt with some injuries to some some major pitchers. For all the complaining that happens about Marco, he sure would be handy to have uh, sometime around this last month for sure. Um, and, of course, Ray's on the list. We know that other teams have starting pitchers on the list too, and I'm sure Houston has at least one guy who did Tommy John this year. Uh, so it's just a, a street fight tonight. Is that right, R.C.? I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like Altuve said, was it was the, the biggest game of the season. So, like he, I think he think he's thinking the same thing we are, and like we just gotta we just gotta come to play. I mean, service has got to get these guys fired up and give them, you know, a, a reason to you know to think that they have to win this game, and they should, you know, they should already. I mean, there's no reason for him to fire him up, but I mean, like he has to do his job, so. But like, yeah, like we gotta we gotta put the balls in play. We gotta be disciplined at the plate, like Josh said. Like, you know, work the count. You know, don't swing at balls that are two feet off the plate, and you know, you know, and you know, play good defense. Josh, we did get a uh, we did get a win last night. What do you say about that? Yeah, they look good. Ty France hit the ball well. Ty France, like, when you think about a guy hunting a pitch and getting a pitch that he's hunting, that's what it looks like in the ninth inning last night. That guy had, I mean, you watch watch the game, the guy had thrown fastballs to every hitter before him on the first pitch. No one on base, like, chances are you're going to fastball hunt it right there. That's a good time to hunt that pitch, you know? Uh Beyond that, like Cal Raleigh's looking good. He's thrown out the most people in baseball. He leads uh leads the lead, the I think the majors in home runs for a catcher. Like he's turned into one of the best catchers in baseball, and there's no arguing that. Um Julio, I think, is trying to pick up the slack from everyone else, so he presses a little bit. JK, he's just putting good at bats together. I think he's at a point now where he's so focused on putting good at bats together that he's like he's not selling out for pitches anymore so he's not chasing as much as he used to but he's also not hitting the ball out of the ballpark like he used to i think he's hasn't hit a home run obviously he was hurt for a month and a half but he hasn't hit a home run since like july 5th i think and uh he's not in the lineup tonight i mean i, I guess swaggerty's a, a better option I don't know. I, I, I can't stand. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, yes, last night looked good. That looked like Mariners baseball. So, hopefully they can put it together tonight. But I don't understand the point in putting three utility guys in the lineup. I mean, I get Cabby because he's a menace, especially to this guy. I 
would be willing to bet that he gets thrown out or gets hit tonight. And Moore has hit Fran Bar well. But yeah, that's uh, we'll see. It's tough to put your game of the year and start listing Haggerty and Moore and Caballero, uh, Cabby, um, down as as a third of your lineup. I, I get the point. Uh, why is Scott doing that, RC? I I just think he uh, you know comes down to analytics and maybe he he just he likes Swaggerty enough to put him in there over J.K., which is hard to believe, but. You know, he's done it a lot this season, so. And, I, you know, I like Cavi. He, you know, he provides, some, you know, things on defense and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, he he leave, put some questions out there. Like, you know, you know how you guys know how I feel about service. He's already thinking he needs to be fired at this point, so. Um, yeah, thank you, R.C., those are all good points. Um, you know, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I, it just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, that all these teams can fall on their face. Texas has fallen on their face in the last four weeks. Houston has fallen on their face in the last four weeks. And Seattle has fallen on their face in the last two weeks, particularly. Well, it's really went all month. I mean, it's just been a horrible month. Uh, but baseball has a way of coming back to the mean we we're looking forward to tonight i had almost hoped that we hoped that we would have had this podcast after the game but uh you know we've got different people to make sure it fits into their schedules and i want to thank everybody for being able to make it tonight i know uh tyler our uh tyler matsumoto our co-host couldn't make it today but uh uh, I wanted to get some extra content out there because I do think this is very, very important time for, for the Mariners. I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know if we're going to have the Ty France that hits or if we're just going to have the strikeouts. Uh, hopefully we can turn that corner in a hurry and just blaze through the playoffs like we blazed through August. But that's, you know, that's a hope and a prayer kind of what stuff. We are here and, and, Kind of the reason of this debate uh, today was I uh, wanted to get uh, Josh and RC and talk about Scott Service again. Um, after maybe it's been two or three weeks, I, I noticed, Josh, that uh, you're, you're getting to your wits end on some things. Yeah. There's just like, there's no reason why Sam Haggerty and more should be playing over Rojas and Kelnick right now. I don't care. I don't care about the splits. Look at the splits. They both have better averages against left-handers than most everybody on the team. And JK works the count. Rojas works the count. Like you got Demo and Hagger. They go up there free swingers. They don't, they're just like, they're not, they're not starters. And you don't start those guys in the, a must win game. Pretty much like I don't think it's the game of the year, but they should treat it as it's the game of the year because, you know, a loss is definitely putting them at a disadvantage even further than they already are. They're a half game back of Toronto or of uh, Houston right now. It's just why are you playing the analytics so hard and you're sitting guys 
like Jared Kelnick, who's got the potential to be just as good as Julio. He's got a 253 average. He's slugging, you know, 450, I think, and he's got an OPS about 750. He's got pop. He's got everything you need out of a corner outfielder. And I just, I cannot make sense of playing Sam Haggerty. I mean, I get Demo, but I just, I just, I can't, I can't make sense of it. It's like, there's no, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Okay. RC, what do you say? Yeah. Haggerty is one of those guys is, is just like at the bottom of the bench kind of, kind of guys. Like he, he's there if he should be injured. That's the way I kind of perceive him is like, if the guy gets injured, he's there. You can throw him in there at any position, but you shouldn't be put him in over Elnick or anything like that. But Demo, he's he's been a solid player at points. He, you know, like last year, this year, not so much. But he's he's shown some some uh, you know light, you know, you know, good good hitting at some points. But like Haggerty has, he's just. Like Rojas and you know Cazone and um, the other guy Josh said I can't remember, but yeah, like uh, it's just there's the 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 way they build lineups in these games. It just it's really really uh, like the bottom of the lineup, like France hitting. Like they finally put France down at seven, like around the seventh spot, and it, it it seems to be working out better for France now instead of hitting like more the fourth or fifth spot. And so, you know, it look it just yeah, it's the the whole analytics thing seems to not be working so well for us in in other teams. It's in working and better for them. I think it might be the players that way. You know, we might be needing different players, not using Haggerty or Demo in, in those spots. So the biggest weakness on the team that I come out of all of this is the uh, is the bench, Josh. Does that make any sense? I don't think that the bench is... Or, or why are we playing the bench right now? Or, you know, when I think of... You know, Demos had a little pop, and we can't forget defense, folks. I mean, de- uh, the one thing that Jared Kelnick also brings is elite, in, in my opinion, close to elite defense, um, and Haggerty certainly doesn't provide that. So, okay, that's what I want to ask then. We wanted to get into Scott's service and, and whether he's doing a good job or not. Uh, RC's been very much on the on the uh, fire service thing for a long time. Uh, Josh has been pretty satisfied, but growing a little impatient, and I'm a little more satisfied, but I have my limits also. How much, Josh, how much does Scott service have influence over the analytics that we're complaining about? Does he have a choice? I mean, this guy's never known another job in his life. He had the most uh mentally challenging position on the field josh i think that it all rolls downhill from depoto and uh stanton or whatever that other guy's name is um i think he's bought into it and i think like you know 
when you buy into something, you have to trust it and you have to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it as long, even if you disagree with it, like you can't change something in the middle of the season. I, I just, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, they, they know more than I do, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that the analytics even tell you to play Haggerty over, over Kelnick. <laughs> Yeah, if they punch it in the computer, you get a failure. RC, what are your problems with Scott Scott Service these past few weeks? Well, I'm I'm happy they won last night. You know, they're keeping it alive, but like they just like he just you know the 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 building of the lineups, the you know the not playing small ball when you have no outs and runners on base and you can just move them over and you have Julio coming up, you know, behind JP and you can have Julio with, you know, runners in scoring position instead of having like two outs, you know, or something like that. Like you can just, you know, you know, uh, a fly ball or just bunt them over or something like that. Instead, they just, uh, you know, swing for the fences or, you know, swing at balls that are too feet off the plate and stuff like that and then like it's it's the, the he just doesn't like i don't know depending on the way you look at it maybe it's not his choices and it's just, he's just letting the players play you know or something like that but like at this point like he's it's already at eight years in my opinion he's already shown who he is and how what type of manager he is and so like He's he's not gonna improve at this point unless we give him better players, maybe. And and then at at that point, like if we get into the playoffs, he's just gonna be the same type of manager. So like All right. All right, all right. Um great explanation. And uh, I hear what you're saying there. Um Josh where's the end of your rope? certainly quicker than mine but uh any redemption for scott service here in his job or where are you at on him oh gosh rc made a good point you know he's got uh you know he's working with what he has there's not enough good on base guys on this team for this type of uh baseball team to work you know if you want to play this control the zone and have guys hit home runs you got to have guys on base because a solo shot you know it's one run there's only you know two really good on base guys right now and i think one of them's not even in the lineup tonight jk and jp i i want to say that you see what you get in the off season and you give him a chance to go next season. And if he has a team playing five games under, playing 500 baseball up until All-Star again, right, I'm done. You know, Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. We're playing bad baseball next year. Like, I'm done. You need to get these guys ready. If we would have played five games over in the first half of the season, we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now. He'd be, They'd be leading the, the division in baseball or leading our division. They'd be in a – in position, they would already have clinched a wild or a playoff spot, like five games over 500 beginning of the season. That's the difference. 
and he never has these guys ready to go for the first half of the season. It's like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, so that's, that's where it is. Like, I want to see improvements. I want to see the approach change, tweak it a little bit. Like, you know, if you got a guy on first base or you got a guy on second base, go for the, go for the base hit, go for the hit in the other way, you know, or you got a lefty ground ball to the right side. You move that guy over to third, get the guy over to third base with zero one out score run. Don't be up there striking out three, three guys in a row. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like that the recipe they have right now is not, not working. It's thank God the pitching staff is like, kept it alive for the most part, but that's the reason why we're not hitting good or we're not playing good in the, the first half of the season. Cause the hitters really, in my opinion. Yeah. That's the problem with the team is the offense. We all know that. Um, but we, it, on paper, it doesn't look as bad as it's been. Uh, and then you've got August in there where, you know, Julio has 17 hits in two or three games. So, um, you know, it, it's weird. Um, how much is this and and i so i guess we're getting the impression out of rc and josh that we can both agree on is that it's just a little bit of lackluster in the clubhouse uh it's not lou Pinella. Uh, we've all watched the the games where blower talks blowers talks about Pinella, and it sounds like he was the general you know what i mean um and we're not getting that from scott rc it doesn't seem like it. He seemed like he, uh, like he just does the same routine over and he doesn't realize what's going wrong. He just sticks to the thing, you know, the meme. And so he's not, he's not willing to break off of the norm and try something else. I mean, like he always sticks with swagger, or swaggery and, just you know i don't know like like i i'm i'm you know i'm I'm already i'm pretty much done with service because like the past four seasons or five seasons we always start slow and like josh said we would already be winning the division right now at this point we wouldn't be in this position so like it's just it's very very frustrating with service uh with with what he does in, in the dugout and the locker room and it it seems like his staff isn't i mean isn't built that well i mean act we all we he sends guys home when they are like a mile out you know what i mean like he you know like france gets i don't know this is and then i like mcgron the hitting coach i don't know how how well he is but it doesn't seem like he's that great you know but yeah like it's just it's a big it's a big thing i think i think we need to understand that none of us know exactly what's going on day to day in there um you know i mean how much is this the player's fault? And then can a, what can a manager do to 24, 25-year-olds that are professionals that are the only people in the world that can do this work? How do you handle those? Do you handle them like Lou Pinella did, um, Josh? Or do you 
obviously you probably can't handle them quite like that anymore. Is that what the deal is? Motivation? I don't think it's motivation. I think he's, he's a player's coach. So, you know, every once in a while, I, I, so we don't know behind the scenes, but I, I mean, I think some of these guys need a good old fashioned ass chewing really, you know, like you, you go up and you swing at a slider in the dirt. Like, what are you doing? Like when I played baseball, if we struck out looking, we ran 60 yard, 10, 60 yard sprints after the baseball game. I don't know if you, it's professional baseball. You're not going to make them run, but like, gosh, and then you got contracts. We're paying this guy to play blah, blah, blah. But you know, it just, I think I don't want to put it all on surveys. I think it's, it's a, the analytical driven approach is not working. You got guys like Winker who was an all-star the year before he came here and he comes over and he has the worst year of his career. You got T Oscar who's never struck out this much in his career as strikes out, you know, this much. Gino has always been a high strikeout guy, but he's never struck out this much. Yeah. France's offensive output has been on the downhill slide since last all-star game too. And it's not because he's hurt, you know, I think France is, is more mental right now. Like you can see, like if he strikes out, you can see in like body language, he's getting down on himself. And I think he's pressing like kind of how Julio was at the beginning of the year. Like he's just, he wants to get out of it so bad that he's trying so hard and so hard. And he's feeling like he's just digging himself a deeper hole. And just need to, I mean, easy to say, but just chill out, bro. Go up and do what you do. You're a professional baseball hitter. You've done it. You've been an all-star. You can do this. I love France. I mean, I don't think he's a part of the long-term plans here, but I know that he can take off and he can really, really do damage when he's locked in. Yeah, we haven't seen much of it this year, that's for sure. Uh, RC, you said that you had some some candidates that you would would discuss if we were to look at um, replacing service either at the end of the season or maybe the middle of next season or at the end of next season, if everything's uh, still a disappointment. And ladies and gentlemen, baseball can be a disappointment one day and happy the next day. You know that it's over the long haul is, you know, and I don't mean guarantee me a bunch of playoff wins. Winning in the playoffs is not easy. Um, But what candidates would we look at RC? One from in-house that he, he won manager of the year at AA is Mike Freeman. I don't know much about him, but he's having success with our own prospects and stuff like that. So for, and he, he would be part of JD's system. So I think that would be more, a more likely thing. I don't know how well he would work in the majors. I don't know. He's a pretty young cat, but you know, there's my uh you know david bell craig council joe madden aj hinch you know he would have to be we would have to buy out his contract in detroit but like any five of those guys would probably be you know you know i I like david bell and craig council the most out of the those those four i just mentioned but uh okay so david bell who did tell me about him i i I pay attention to the Mariners a lot, not as much to the league, although I have put more effort into that this year. Tell me about David Bell. David Bell, he, uh, he's the manager at Cincinnati. He's uh, coming on his third year. is at the end of his contract. So 
I don't really, they're probably going to re-sign him since they had a good year this year. But we, he has a, you know, a small, uh, he played four years with the Mariners back in the nineties. So he has a small connection with the Mariners. So we might be able to pull him, you know, if we do fire surveys at some point. What, what, uh, what position did Bell play for the Mariners? Uh, third base, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah. How old, how old is he approximately? Ooh, uh, I would assume like 45, 43, something like that. Okay. So it's pretty young guy for a manager position, but not so young that they're just completely green behind the ears. Uh, yeah. Anything else to add about Bell, why he's so, uh, why he would be a choice for you? I mean, he's a little bit more hard, harder guy on his, his players. And he's, he, he's an infielder. And I think we need a little bit more, uh, and in not intelligence is the wrong word, but more, uh, someone that can teach the our guys in the infield to, you know, what they need to do, how to play defense, you know, and stuff like that, you know. But we have Perry Hill. He's he's good too. Yes. I like Perry Hill. So that's I'm not saying anything bad about him. All right. Uh Council, tell me about him. Craig Council, he played with multiple teams i think his first team in the majors where it was the diamondbacks i believe but i could be wrong about that but he coaches the brewers they're going to make the playoffs this year position he played uh shortstop or second base okay and uh his approximate age uh probably he's a little, a little younger than bell he's probably about 38 yeah yeah yeah, probably, yeah, 38. So, but yeah. Uh, so you're looking towards the younger side is what you, um, what you like. Um, still plenty of uh, uh, gas in the tank for these guys. Anything that stands out to you about Council that you just love? I, I just he 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 knows you know uh, he has he has playoff experiences as a player and he can teach you know something to our young guys like that. You know, he was a young player when he was in the playoffs and stuff like that. So he 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 knows what these guys are going through or try you know will be going through and stuff like that. So I just think that would be a good matchup with Greg Council. You know, you know he, he he's just getting to the playoffs in his first time as a manager this year. So that's that's one concern about him that I have. But I I just and he. he, he he manages the Brewers well. The Brewers aren't anything special. The Brewers are just, they're kind of built like us, you know, like lineup wise, you know, like they don't have, you know, they have one or two really good hitters and then they just have, you know, they just have, you know, a few players in the rest of the line, their lineup. Nothing really special, but they, they won their, they won their division this year. When you play in the central at, uh, uh, that, if we played in the central, we would uh, have won the division many, many times. Not to put them down or anything like that. I'm sure they're a good team. I may, um, thank you for f help, helping me with those two names. Josh, um, I don't know where to go with you. Do you have any suggestions for manager or you tell me what you want to talk about here? Well, I do. And I think 
if they do make a change, it'll be an in-season change next year, and I think they'll go with Chris Negron. Chris Negron plays for the Mariners. He's got a playing career. He's 37. He's young. I know he's uh, he's definitely a, a favorite among players. He's uh, the first base coach right now. He won the AAA Manager of the Year in 2021 when the Rainiers won 78 games and won the Pacific Coast League. But if they do make a change, I don't think it's going to be after the season. I think it's going to be an in-season change when we're not playing good and they're going to go in-house. They'll get rid of Cervais, and then they'll just go with, I think, Negron will be that guy. So, But that's like, if they do make a change, I don't think it's... Almost a year from now, huh? Yeah, it's I, I don't see it being after the season. I really don't because, like, there's been so much go on into the season. Like, you know, we've talked about on the other other podcasts is, uh, you know, losing Ray and uh, Marco, losing all those innings pitch, having the two young guys come up. And then we were going to go with a six-man rotation to ease the, the pain, you know, ease the innings on those guys. And then uh, – Hancock got hurt so we're kind of just just trying to get by right now and I think there's they're going to be lenient towards Scott you know he's he's a yes man I think really so I don't know I mean I don't really know what's we'll out what there happens yeah kind of okay. what happens right now I think that's a great choice that you picked there I know that I know that on the boards when he was when he had coached a little or managed a little bit uh during COVID last year people really liked him particularly young people really liked the guy uh, like fell in love with him so that's an interesting choice and thank you for bringing that up uh there's some other out there uh josh is this a better question for rc or what do you know about madden uh i i don't want no part if <laughs> you ask him <laughs> Yeah, I just want to try to get you involved here. Uh, but uh, RC, I know you've got him on your list. What can you tell me about Joe Madden? So Joe Madden, he has uh, I don't, uh, two or three World Series rings, one with the Cubs and one with the Rays, I believe. And then uh, he, he last managing job was with the Angels. And I believe – JD was down there with them. So there's a connection with those two. I don't know how big, but uh, I, 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 he, he's an analytical guy. He comes from the uh, Theo Epstein branch, you know, of analytics. And uh, so I. What do you mean about that Epstein line of analytics? What's that mean? It's a more successful. It, it's shown that it's successful from coming from the Theo Epstein. Uh, brand. How is it different? Uh, it's one World Series, <laughs> but I don't know. I, 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 everybody puts their own spin on there, you know, as GMs. And Theo has shown that every stop he's uh, ended up at, he's won. And and going to the Cubs, that was, you know, probably his biggest win. They were, you know, the Rays is a pretty big one, too, so. But, but yeah, I, I, I think Madden, Madden would be a good fit, just analytical and 
being he's he's an older cat, so maybe maybe he wouldn't fit with the the young guys on our team. But he would be like, you know, the grandpa that could show him like, hey, here's the jewelry you guys are chasing. Here's this is what you guys are looking at right here. This is, you know, you know, this is what we you know are going after. Like, and maybe that will give him some. Yeah, been there, done it, and give him a, you know, focused, you know, and get him to start faster in the, in, in the beginning of the seasons and stuff. So, I don't I think we could all agree that uh, um, 2024 is kind of supposed to be our year, right, Josh? I mean, this is when this team is maturing and should be starting to play up to a high level. Is that right? Is that what you expect? 2024. Yeah. I mean, that's been the plan the whole time. And I, you know, really where we were due to regress a little bit this year based on our one, one record games, one run record game. Sorry. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, They just need to get, you know, some better production out of the offense. They got the guys to do it. I think that's the biggest thing, and I don't know how much that should fall on Surveyus or how much it falls on their analytical department, the guys that are telling them when to swing, what to do, you know, why we're trying to hit home runs every swing. Like, that's just got to be – you got to be better, really. That's that's all I can really think about that. You just got to be better. Hitters struggle at Safeco for one reason or another, ladies and gentlemen. We just know that's a fact. It's not an excuse. You've got to score runs. The other team's scoring runs. Uh, it's not an excuse, but it, it does seem to be a bummer when it comes to hitting successfully in players' careers. Uh, was there any other points you wanted to raise during our kind of quick little podcast here today, Josh? Uh, I did some. Did you have any questions for RC or did you guys want to? No, I want to, I want to point something out real quick too. something I looked up today. Like we're sitting here complaining about the approach and all this, but you know, when you look at the stats, we've scored 742 runs this year. That puts us at 4.7 runs a game. You know, I don't know where that ranks us, but that's, that's not a bad number, especially with our pitching staff. I think, we all need to take a good look at the pitching staff and how we've, you know, said over and over again, how much of an effect losing Ray and Marco has been. And I don't think they need to change the approach completely on offense, but they need to tweak it. Definitely. You need to, you need more contact. If you go and look at Teo's numbers, Gino's numbers, Cal's numbers, Kalmick's numbers, their batting average, their BA, BIP, batting average against balls in play is like all in the 340s, 350s. That's like, that's really good numbers for hitting the ball. And then you go look at their batting averages and you see, you know, 260 for Teo, 255 for Jared. 231, I think, for uh, Gino, and I think Cal's hitting around 230 as well. You know, you knock, you cut those strikeouts back by 20 apiece, and those balls are hit in play. Like, that's more runs. It might not be much, but, you know, that could be the difference between 
88 wins and 93 wins. Really, you got to tweak it somewhere. You got to quit striking out so much. And, you know, this is a year where we made the playoffs last year. There was high expectations this year, but the team's still missing just a little bit. So when I talk about that, I think that we need to give Cervais a little bit more rope on the leash, just a little bit. And next year, if things aren't changed and we're still playing 500 baseball at the All-Star break, he's gone. Yeah. Certainly, if we're losing at the All-Star break, I'm with you. And that's what I've been saying for a while. RC, did you have any um, anything you wanted to uh, talk about that I hadn't addressed or that you, you thought was important to share with us? Uh, I think Josh just covered it, but, like, runner, runners in scoring position – like that, I think that's a big one we gotta we gotta figure out too. Is we're like la- almost last place in runners in scoring position. We gotta you know when we get runners in on base, we just gotta figure out how to get them home. You know if that's you know bunting, sacrifice flies, you know or just get, you know putting putting the ball in play. Like it's you know that I think that's the one that just kills us. Other than you know, striking out at the plate so much, and the line the line that Julio has, he's like fifth in strikeouts in the league. He has like 165, but he's he's got a he, the second Mariner to get hit for, for 30 for 30, 30 home runs, 30 steals, and 100 RBIs. It's he, his this year for him is is crazy. Yeah, you know. um there you are, ladies and gentlemen. I think our depth really stinks. They've they've got to do something about our depth, and and I don't know how it works in all the other teams, but I got to think that there are some better benches than what we have. Um, and uh, you know, we question why some of these things are happening. But I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, baseball owes you nothing if. If you go into next season and you've added Otani and you've done every preparation you can do and you've just guaranteed yourself a winning season, you can come out with a losing season. You could come out with a season where you're racked by injuries. You could come up with a season where um, just bad luck piles on you. So baseball owes you nothing. Let's hope they're going into the next season here on a high note. We've got the biggest game of the year coming up here in just a little bit. I want to thank Josh and RC for coming on. You guys agree more than you debate, you know. <laughs> RC, we're never Madden. Come on now. You got to do better than that. Joe Madden <laughs> and AJ Hinch are not coming here. And I would be pointed if joe madden never came here i don't like him oh god because he, he coached for the angels that guy's an insider but <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can stick it to him a little bit though you know if he came here but i don't know i got i got i got one here real quick what do you think is going to happen tonight because you know there's some bad blood with cabby and frambar and you know exactly that's why he's in the lineup tonight. What do you think? You think he's going to get hit? Oh, I think someone's going to get hit tonight, especially with Dusty's tumblings last night or today when he's, he was uh, complaining about his, his guys getting hit. So someone's, someone's getting hit So because we hit two of their guys last night. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that too with uh, 
Muni, he comes in and he spikes a slider in the dirt and the other batter's box. And then his next pitch, he hits him in the back. You know, like, come on, use some common sense. The guy had no control. Yeah, whatever. The, Dusty Baker can shut up for all I care. Yeah, agree. <laughs> so Dusty Baker is not on the list for the next Mariner manager. I've got to agree with A.J. Hinch. I don't want to see that guy uh, anywhere near the near uh, T-Mobile. And uh, I could do without Dusty Baker, although I know some of my friends like him. Hey, um, everybody, I wanted to do this podcast so that uh, – we could meet and talk a little bit and you'll see that it's different than what happens on bleacher report you know we're not trying to type out stuff or a certain amount of stuff um but we really get a chance to talk and and when we talk uh, true mariners fans find out they agree more than disagree on a lot of things so we we all want what's best for the team and we all want that world series chip and uh we're not out of it yet guys and there's no sense giving up no matter how much boo-hooing we did today. Josh, RC, thank you guys for coming on today. Anytime. Yep, anytime. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, let's see what happens tonight. And if you guys will share with us again next time, that'd be great. And uh, I'm going to check out of here. Casuals Corner, good day, good night. <laughs>